1: Man, oh, that did not work out. The 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 mouth wet did not take. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode, <laughs> episode number forty-five of Little Legends Podcast. Whew. I crackled out early there. I'm getting old. Yeah, man. Yeah, all those uh, cigarettes. Now that you're thirty, I know. You know I, need I need to, really. I need to. I need to start smoking so that I can quit smoking. Man, <laughs> uh, exactly. I am your host. Blevins with me as always is Boop. What's up, buddy? What's up?
3: Oh, it's man, been, uh, it's been a week. huh? It's been yes, a couple ma'am. weeks since I uh, last since I last saw <laughs> you. Maybe let's um, next time try a little bit more. Um, but I'm liking the I like the two week wow. thing because we wow. did something special last week with Fight Night instead of having a podcast in Lou of a podcast we hung out with some friends instead
1: yes we did and i now don't worry podcast listeners and chat i realized that i was double speaking before so that's okay we're not anymore don't worry about it uh yes did did a a fine night on tuesday instead um boop and i are you know we're it's not a bad thing but we're busy these days boop yeah We're, we're, we're getting booked
3: for stuff yeah, it's uh it, it's just like one of those like hashtag kind of in your face brags, but we've been working really hard and I'm really proud of how far we've come in just even the 45 episodes of yeah. of this podcast from like the beginning from straight up begging you know, for, for opportunities, <laughs> right? Yeah. To actually you know, being a part of the conversations and being a part of the communities, casting yeah. Finite Rising. You're doing the Legends of Ruterra stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, with crews and all these other things yeah. that are on tap. And it's been a wonderful ride. And we ha- we have to thank all of you guys for helping us along the way because we could not have gotten here without the support of our wonderful, wonderful community.
1: True. It, it absolutely, uh, absolutely is uh, in large part due to the community because, you know, it's 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 what keeps us coming back right like yes the game is great and we we enjoy playing it and we enjoy covering it but the community is what I think is the real special part about uh mm-hmm. little legends for sure so for the time being we'll be doing every other week for the podcast itself and I know this is on this is um it, it's it's not it's not the the perfect solution I know a lot of folks are, um you know I had I had a, a couple of people. Be a little bummed because they're like, oh well, I've got my my normal commute is going to be uh, Blevins list and Boop And I first I said, you're welcome, but in
3: all seriousness, <laughs> you're going to be so much more focused. When you I know you're going to be You're so going to
1: feel so refreshed. It's <laughs> yeah, going to be great exactly. for you. But um, you know, I, I think just given the the nature of of T F T right now and the fact that you know you know we've we've we love doing our deep dive talks and whatnot, and we'll certainly be having those. But it's let, let, let's let's be honest. There's not a ton of news about the game going on on a week to week basis. It's very much biweekly. So we're gonna do that, and then on the off weeks, we're gonna be doing game
3: nights on yeah, on Tuesday, so. or we 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 might do like a, a little like episodic thing instead of having like a full you know yeah. one and a half hour podcast will be like a 20 30 minute kind of pontification on meta and or something yeah, a soliloquy of of, of some sort a uh, it's tel-liquy. a little bit more a uh, short form content which is always good yeah um and you can also listen to that on your drive hopefully we just got to get uh kind of like the standard rate going but right now it's uh going to be one week on one week off it is because we have picked up Um, a good amount of work on both sides uh just tft and personal related and to sustain what uh, a quality that we are proud of we believe that this is the best way of doing just that so these episodes might end up being longer in the end uh but when there's something awesome to talk about that's when we'll do our short episodic content for off weeks and make sure that we still do a game night because fridays are going to be tough for both of us i think moving forward
1: yeah So we'll certainly keep y'alls in the loop and the best way to stay in the loop besides listening to the show, obviously every week. to go to discord.me slash little legends podcast, trying to keep everyone up to date and informed there. It's also where we're doing the game nights, of course, and uh, where you can stay in touch. So well, now that we've got that out of the way, of course, Everyone knows our prediction esports podcast. P r w e d i c t i o n esports on Spotify and iTunes. Make sure you're checking out that feed. It really does help us out a ton. Um, again, go to the go to the Discord. It is the best place to go uh, to be for uh, updates and and just playing. Honestly, I, I we've said it before, and I just want to reiterate it. If you want to use the the Discord to try to organize, even if it's not a game night, if it's just a hey, anyone looking to play some games tonight, feel free to use the Discord, use the the uh, the voice channels in there. It is just
3: as much yours as it is <laughs> ours. You know what it reminds me of? So when I used to be a preschool teacher, um, they it's required to have like certain aspects of the room like we need to have a block area and like a drawing area um and it's like no one is using the block area right now (laughs) for some reason right and blocks are freaking awesome so Mm -hmm. like go ahead and and, uh, go ahead and play around uh our friends just be just be don't be crazy don't be, don't be dumb, and then we'll be. Good. Well, you can be crazy and you can dumb. Be a just crazy. be
1: respectful of each other is what I, yeah, I think. The yeah, blanket yeah. statement of it is, but we haven't had exactly. any issues with that. But just nope. so it really goes without saying, even though we both said it. Uh, <laughs> so, I think that's all we had for housekeeping. Let's talk about our weeks in TFT. Boop, you are becoming a bit of the uh celebrity in the tft world casting every week now (laughs) shut up (laughs) um
3: uh, i mean that'd be cool uh (laughs) i mean i won't say no to that but there's a little bit more of a way to go it's been really awesome to kind of get that weekly kind of exposure to like the Mm -hmm. same people in chat and kind of like really see who's around who who like the real champions of tft are Mm -hmm. and uh just how awesome that community is it's so great um i've gotten a cast with Crowan and an Scoundrel, two very different casters that mm-hmm. are good at actually similar things uh which is really interesting um they both have a really cool head for the game and
2: mm-hmm.
3: i wasn't super stoked about my cast last week with Scoundrel. i ended up getting like really sick like right after it mm-hmm. and it was so funny because during it i told them i was like man there is something going on with my head like i just don't feel all there mm-hmm. right and well more so than usual i was gonna say that
1: um, kind of sounds par yeah. for the course but I yeah gonna, exactly because yeah. <laughs> i'm pretty
3: much functioning max at a 98 percent. right that extra two percent is total wild card um sure. and and unfortunately i dive into a wild card a little bit much like making stupid mistakes but i'm excited for to get another run at it it's just gonna get better just like with uh crow and i think every week mm-hmm. got better so we'll uh We'll keep on keeping on, but it's been cool because it's been European-based uh, over the last oh, couple of weeks, and cool. that's been something that we don't really see. I mean, and the other cool thing about it, too, is for uh, Fight Night Rising EU, our winner this last week, actually got last place in a lobby. So Interesting! Uh, yeah, it was the first time that I had seen that. It was like eight one six something in terms of points. But yeah, wow. uh, someone who plays last in the lobby ended up winning the whole thing, and he... Yeah. He actually messaged me and was like, Oh yeah, so for things of next week, I'm pretty sure I'm the worst player. We'll see if I can luck into the victory <laughs> again. <laughs> but it, it, he's a he's a he's a fellow caster. I I, I found uh, okay. out. So like I understand the hubris, but you know, he's still one. Like that that's yeah. gotta say something, right? Sometimes it's not a fluke. Sometimes it's because you're good. And yeah. uh, I'm I'm really excited to keep going. Tons of stuff coming up though. Uh, with you know, Twitch rivals, with yes. um you know, Team Liquid events keep that are gonna continue to roll. Cloud Nine's doing some stuff. Yeah. Uh, we're finally getting like an actual ecosystem. It's great.
1: Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy. And we'll be talking about uh at least a handful of those tournaments uh in just a second here. But I was watching Mort Dog stream over the weekend, um, and people in chat always I mean people in Mort Dogs chat are I I'll say it because I I mean sometimes Mort at least hints at it but I'll just say it outright. Uh, people in Mort Dog's chat are just outwardly annoying, <laughs> like with the like, not even just the like the least thought out questions whatsoever. Because like the whole if you haven't checked out a Mort Dog stream, I definitely suggest it. Um, just to get it's really cool to get that sort of. Lens into the mind of you know someone who's so pivotal in uh, in this game and and watching him actually play and how he makes decisions and he's super super informative. He's also, I think, to his own fault, always on top
3: of chat and answering questions like <laughs> nonstop. I remember there was one time where I was I was listening in. I'm a lurker when it comes to Twitch. Like uh-huh. I never participate in chat, and I remember like someone asked something. Um, and he was just like, I think like getting that question a lot. And he was just like, that's yeah. just a bad idea. Yeah, that's all right. But yeah. he gave everyone an answer and acknowledged um, a lot of those questions except mine. But maybe it was because. Of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it it's I mean, so, he's
1: gotten um, quite. Big in terms of streams uh, now,
3: mm-hmm. so it, he, his awesome. chat is going. You know, honestly, it's fast. awesome to see someone with kids, you know, our age, like finding that kind of success in this world. You got to represent, you okay. know,
4: Boop. for all of our boomers.
1: Mort is older than us. Okay, let's let's. I'm I'm willing to call us old, but there's a limit that, that needs to be drawn. <laughs> oh my oh, no, god! So I'm gonna get hate mail from Mort
3: um no but but, excuse me we've created a deck of all the hate mail um that we've wanted to send to you yes Um, Ah. we're just going to give it all to you at once yeah we're oh
1: you meant you meant a slide deck i was thinking a deck of cards and like
3: (laughs) and i cast all of
1: the hate mail on you Yugi. um okay so uh i had a point that i was getting to um i sure did more have a point. chat mort dogs chat people asking mort dog questions in chat oh um people people asking um people are asking like when is tft competitive starting and mort dog was like it already has and it's it's not just the uh, the Team Liquid tournament and the Cloud9 tournament that are happening with um, that are actually like Riot produced. It's the Giant Slayer events. It's the Cruise Invitational events. It's the other weekly events that we don't even hear about or see because they're not... Like, not every single competitive TFT event or uh, the tournament is being cast because it's not always about casting. Sometimes it's just about finding players you look at like um like high school traditional sports aau for basketball is, is something i'm familiar with that stuff's not broadcast right like your random high school games aren't broadcast it's not about it's not always about the broadcast obviously that's what boop and i are very uh in tune to because you know we want to be casting those events uh and also watching them and reporting on them and talking about them on the show but there are a number of events that i see pop up that are just like hey this is a hundred dollar cup this weekend uh that's running it's the first 128 people that join can can get in and, and play for it so The ecosystem is slowly getting there. The problem is, is that a lot of people are like, oh, when's competitive starting? And by that, what I actually mean is when is riot focused or riot run competitive starting and what i really mean by that and by i i I of course mean the random people in chat what they really mean is when is the lcs for tst tft starting and it's like we've talked ad nauseum on multiple episodes before about how that's a flawed premise how if that's what your goal is and that's what you're expecting temper those expectations (laughs) right the fuck now because it's it's not going to happen and if riot was trying to do
3: that i think it's a fool's errand to do that so that that same person would like give their mac big mac back and be like i ordered this medium <laughs> <laughs> yes exactly <laughs> and, and you're just like what I, I, you know I, like, I, I sir we're at a mcdonald's
1: no <laughs> I, I i i try to sympathize with people in chat because i i think back to it and it's like not everyone is as in tune to the ecosystem as I am uh, or that we are or that the people listening to this podcast are because we're obviously by the nature of what we're doing and listening to and the content we're consuming, we're very tapped into what's going on. We are mm-hmm. likely very familiar with what riot is doing what eSports is and I'm tr- I try I try to think about it from the perspective of someone who, maybe hasn't been following esports for years maybe this is one of their first streams that they're tuning into maybe they're just like 13 years old and they don't get stuff like literally that is a legitimate possibility and i try even when people are trolling or being mean-spirited with things i try to think of it from the lens of the you know objectively dumb thing they just asked was coming from a good place potentially um yeah but a lot of times you know
3: yeah i don't know um you know there was a a, you know a pretty awful event that happened last week which was um the suicide of Reckful. yes right and i don't know and i I bring this up because i think it's kind of up to us to really walk the walk when it comes to this stuff um someone analyzed all of the messages that he had received he had uh, did you see this article
1: i saw that it was posted and i Glanced uh so
3: at it. it was by Ethan Spector, uh uh BZ on Twitter, uh, if you want to check it out. It's actually really fascinating. But basically he looked up all the separate instances of people telling him to kill himself, right? Someone who was open and honest about his struggles with depression and suicidal thoughts. And there were hundreds of messages, like things mm-hmm. that were awful that people were just saying behind the keyboard. Right. Right. So I only bring that up because it's like, I I want to, you know, provide a space where people can, you know, say, you know, what they want, but there is a line and we have to make sure that when we're interacting with people online, whether it be Mort, whether it be Becca, whether it be somebody else that we understand that there's a person there too. They're not there just for us to consume as entertainment. Right. And it really dehumanizes a person when they're consistently treated that way. So if you are maybe one of those people um, that might get a little, you know, spicy in the chat, a little too spicy that might cross that line. Just know that like we read those things. And if we, and if it's like one off, that's fine. But if it happens over and over again, then it can get frustrating. And that's how we end up getting maybe some, you know, we, we don't want there ever to be a point where someone feels out of control. Right. Right. uh, Of the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's just kind of like my call to say, if you're you you're you are interacting with someone online, you have to make sure that it is in a way that is mutually beneficial for everybody. Right. Right. It's beneficial for them because you're there and you're watching. That's really good for their uh, brand. But in the end. Right. If we want to be a community, we have to act like it. Right. We're not here to be used. We're not here to be objects right and it's time to change and it's just i thought that was a good uh segue based off of what you were saying it's just yeah. like people don't think about what they say we spend so much effort as casters and and personalities and online personalities trying the best we can and doing the best we can and there's nothing worse than putting your everything out there and then seeing someone online just be like kill yourself your voice is annoying right right which is something that i've gotten so like there are people for me that certain situation it is something that i could brush off but it definitely starts getting heavy and um yeah it's just kind of a call to action that things need to change right if you're one of those people and you've done it before uh we can still change that but that's not going to fly in any sort of community that i see um in any tft stream that i'm a part of so that's just my two cents. I thought it would be good for us to kind of mention that regardless.
1: Yeah, it it's definitely I mean, it's a it's definitely a separate conversation. But like, just don't be an asshole online. It's yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. I mean, be, your words do have an effect and it might yep. be online or maybe we need to, quote unquote, grow thick skin or maybe you just don't have to be an asshole. Right. So, yeah. <laughs> um uh I think it's important to talk about these things, especially since, you know, he was a part of our community. um, And I grew up with them. I mean, I remember watching him on Justin TV. So it, you know, it was, it, it was tough, but in the end, I think what we can do is in, in, in the spirit of Byron to hold ourselves to a really high standard and really take care of ourselves and our mental health, because that's what he wanted. So that's my call to action to everybody is to kind of follow in that, in in, in those footsteps. Yep. It's,
1: it's, uh, you know, over the years trolling is I, I I, want to put this out there. I'm all for trolling, but it's, it's gotta be, there's a fine line to walk and it, you need to know. It's the same thing with comedy in general. You need to know your audience. You need to know, like there is, there are lines people say, Oh, well you're censoring me. It's like, well, it's not really censoring. It's just what you said wasn't funny. And what you said, like the situation didn't call for what you said. Right. So, uh, if something is funny, it can be air quotes offensive. That's that, that I'm, I'm fine with, but there's a certain line where it's like, that's just not a funny, it's not a funny joke. So, um, without going down too deep into that, uh, yeah, just don't be an asshole, please. Um, yeah,
3: don't be an asshole.
1: So, that is tangentially related to what I was talking about. And Sorry, even, no, it's okay. It's it's definitely important, and I I this isn't even for any particular reason for anyone in the community in our community because I I haven't seen any of that, so that's that's been really good. You guys have been really good, and we just want to make sure that that stays that way, and, and that Staying it
3: to say it situation
1: for the folks that are here now. You got you you all are awesome, and when new people come in, we can be. M- just that much more welcoming um to the new folks that come in um i was more on the side of like people are just asking stupid questions because they're not thinking about it not necessarily offensive questions they're just dumb it's like well where's the where, where's the where where's the um where's tft competitive it's like well open your fucking eyes dude <laughs> when
3: are know? we getting when are we getting team T-mo?
1: yeah, out <laughs> When, when when set three come out like that was one that was one that was so funny for me because mort was getting like he mort was getting because it's like it was so easy to figure out when it was coming out and like people people do this now it's like when set four coming out it's like Look at the fucking battle pass. It has a number of days <laughs> left. And like, it's just so funny because it's so easy to figure out and people keep asking like unironically. But okay, enough of that. Um, uh, Enough of, of me calling out chat. You, you all know who you are. Just look at how many days are left in the fucking battle pass. It's not that hard to figure out. Um, and also, if you're wondering where the TFT competitive scene is... Let me point you to the tournaments that we we're about to talk about. The first of which is the Giant Slayer EU Cup, which they just announced. You can go to uh, at Giant Slayer TFT more to get more details. But um, I believe they're doing um, a bunch of different teams. I saw there was a ger-
3: uh, team Germany. Mm-hmm. There yeah, was... the German team got announced. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a little wor- it's a little World Cuppy, but like uh, no, no. It's uh, what is the the UEFA U for the soccer league, like the European.
1: You're it's asking the wrong person.
3: About is it just FIFA? Soccer. No, FIFA's the whole thing. But FIFA, what is like the, European... the only thing
1: I know about FIFA is that it is the one of the most corrupt organizations of all time. That's all. I know. There's a whole movie about it. Uh,
3: two movies about it. One Ooh. much better than the other. Uh, but the moral of the story is it's going to be really cool to kind of just see the regional. Yeah. Um, things blossom because that's the thing about esports is it has been very region based like ever since it, it, its inception right? right south american players are good at and, and love certain kinds of games where korean yes. players have always really liked you know uh well they're they're good at everything right and so the, the, they're like the, the the gold standard versus mm-hmm. um different play styles too that's like the one right. thing that i i really noticed was even in the european fight night rising there was a definite difference in pace Mm-hmm. and how they played versus what i was used to in na and even though they were mm-hmm. making the same decisions the way they were approaching them was just a little different you know what i yeah. mean and i can't wait to kind of see all of that in one lobby like yes because we've heard that the the chinese meta is hyper aggressive yeah um and can actually then, change I yeah i mean like i think of chinese dota in that way, where um they would literally just be so aggressive it's kind of like that chess move that's uh put the game state into something that no one has seen to even it right right it's just if you are that aggressive then you're going to have to react and if you react Mm -hmm. well you win if not you're going to get rolled right right that's just the feast or famine of that play style um and i'd love to see a little bit more of that for example like people playing trade sector or Nicoverse super aggressively or passively mm-hmm. right with the new dwarf planet are you go what team comps are we even going to see with you know right. the first uh the back and front row being, mm-hmm. being banned out so uh i'm really excited to see how they actually come out and if certain regions are going to be good at certain galaxies right that was like another yeah. thing that i thought about that's interesting. Um, yeah just just based off of playstyle because when i was talking with crow and apparently there are players that are just kind of treasure trove trade sector uh galactic uh armor you know some of the yeah some of like the faster galaxies they're better at versus some of the slower galaxies um certain players are starting to fall into certain kind of um not not like once like they they just are kind of they just normally lean that way Mm -hmm. right so they're better at it and that's gonna matter when it comes to tournament play coming up right say we get three aggressive galaxies someone like Crowan might actually have a harder time right
1: yeah it's super interesting and we've talked about this on i think a couple episodes before about how like a game like it doesn't it at first glance it doesn't really make sense to think that, oh, European players would play differently than North American players who would play differently than uh Asian players. When you think about it, because it's like it's the same game, right? It's not like the server you're on makes something about the game <laughs> different. It's the same game. But we talked about this before and like uh different reasons why that happens, and like even in the in the like the older days for Magic the Gathering, it's like uh the japanese like crew of pro players they always would come up with the, some crazy thing it was usually like a weird control deck and it would like and then when it when it comes out it's like oh and then everyone's exposed to it and starts playing it but it's like where does this come from? The cards are all the same, right? The, the game is exactly the same yeah. in both places, but you come to it's different It's just the way you think about it. It's right, really, is... it's super fascinating to me to mm-hmm. see those, those regional differences.
3: So this is an event that will really and focus on that. And how it happens in every genre. Yeah. It's not just FPSs or card games, right? right. Um, it, it, it's very similar to... Um, you know some other like olympic sports like hockey Mm -hmm. right the russians and 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 the united and the americans play just differently yeah it's the same game right right or even even something like tennis right one-handed versus two-handed backhand yeah right it's the same racket but but might actually have different kinds of things happen yep um and so that's what's really exciting about incorporating a lot of this regional play i'm really Mm. excited for the top four Mort Dog invitational because for some reason yeah the Image I have is just literally everyone is mort dog.
1: <laughs> oh, you see I had a different I had a different uh uh image of like Mort dog is like um uh Shao Kahn in Mortal Kombat just like sitting up atop the throne and watching <laughs> the tower. and watching all of these lobbies play like he's in the middle of the the kingdom on top of the tower just like with, 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 on, on the throne, just looking at all these players playing, like, hmm, yes, yes, gunman, hmm, <laughs> hmm, hmm, <laughs> ah, Crowan, <laughs> hmm, finish, him. You. finish him, yeah. Like, I want, I want <laughs> I'm just putting this out there, and this is, this is a free tip, by the way. If you can get Mort Dog to record a couple of, like,
3: whoopsie, like, those types of things, <laughs> like, just to play throughout the tournament, I'm just, honestly, saying, I will, or if, like, finishing. A more con uh, uh, cosplay would be amazing oh
1: my god it's so it's so easy how come this is not called mord toll combat i mean come on it's so easy
3: <laughs> so easy
1: mord toll combat uh ah, man missed opportunity it's okay this is why i need to be consulted on naming of tournaments um but it is a really cool event um you actually i believe yes you still can sign up um until next week bro. until next week uh join the giant slayer uh tv discord uh yeah go to go to um twitter.com slash giant slayer tft uh to find all the details there but yeah it's a really cool tournament and it's it's called Dog's top four madness and the format is first place gets 11 points second third and fourth get 10 points uh Fifth, sixth, seventh get zero points, and eighth gets minus one. So <laughs> you're trying to, you're trying not to eighth, and you you, you, you have two of goals. Don't get eighth, and then get top four. So yeah. uh, really cool it's event. Like, yeah,
3: yeah. Usually we do like Mario Kart uh, scoring when it comes to TFT. Right. This is very different. Um, it's called and, the that's top four called, event
1: for a reason. Yeah.
3: What's the board dog's top four, and then it's just like. The middle finger with the minus one. I think yeah. it's hilarious. Yeah. I, I think it's so funny. It really is. And
1: and the last
3: thing we'll talk about with it is really cool.
1: Mort put up the prize money as well as Scara. Mort and Scara uh, teamed up with Giant Slayer to put this uh, tournament on. So a really cool uh, community event. It's not a Riot event specifically. Mort is part of it, but not with Riot. So uh, just a little distinction there. But a really cool event. I can't wait to uh, to see it happen. But. We will certainly be talking about it as it happens and we'll be talking about the patch as well as the Twitch Rivals event when we come back from the break. There's no shortage of action going on at our exclusive partners, BetOnline.ag. Sports are slowly making their way back and BetOnline is leading the way with the best odds and lines for all UFC, NASCAR, boxing and soccer matches. And if you need even more, they have simulated NFL, NBA, and UFC simulations all day, every day, live on their website. Looking for something else other than sports? BetOnline has hundreds of casino games, poker games, and prop bets to check out. Visit BetOnline.ag and use the promo code BLUEWIRE for a free welcome bonus. That's one word, BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts welcome back everyone from the break hope you enjoyed it we are going to uh quickly talk about one more event that's coming up because it's it's kind of a tft tournament boot but not entirely it's the twitch rivals spirit blossom
3: event that's coming up it's uh it's kind of like the what triathlon is what would it be no 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 triathlon (laughs)
1: The, tri- the, the tri-cathlon, where you have to haul three baby cows up a hill. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> three-game uh, the
3: tri-cathlon. event. The th- oh my god. <laughs> three-game
1: event. TFT, League of Legends, <laughs> Legends of Rune Terra. Um, it's the tri-cathlon now. It's the
3: tri- that's, that's just what it, the is. it is. The tri <laughs> it is the tricathlon friends. Regular League of Legends or League of Legends pro- a proper. I'm not going to now. Legends of Runeterra and Runeterra and Runeterra. Wow. Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> Legends of Runeterra. <laughs> we got some TFT as well.
1: Yeah. So I'm not 100% on the format, but from what I can tell, so they announced the captain. So I'm assuming captains are actually going to pick their teams and from what i've been able to gather from people tweeting and riot people answering questions you the team is playing each team is playing in all of the games so it's not like oh i'm going to draft a tft specialist i'm going to draft a i'm going to have um uh league of legends people i'm gonna have a tft person it's like nope you have a team of five or however many however big the teams are um i mean it would have to be at least five for league right draft a team of five and then all five players are playing all three games so um really interesting format for uh an event and obviously something that's we've never seen before um and there's like the cool thing about it is we get a wide obviously swath of participants but like there's a probably a very small number of people who are actually really good at all three games, right like there's there's mm-hmm. people who are experts in one and then maybe dabble in the others or maybe they're even experts in two and dabble in the third or but I think mostly it's people who are good at one and then don't even touch the other two
3: <laughs> yeah well let's we'll see how it goes because yeah. even amongst the captains, you have to draft. Uh, towards like their weaknesses and strengths and stuff because mm-hmm. there might be a strategy just to throw one of the three right yeah. and then just build like uh, a super team for summoners rift and right. just cross your fingers for legends of Terra right or something right and just ignore one of the three that's a legitimate strategy yeah. because i don't know part of me thinks that that's probably easier than trying to find uh, like a casa who plays all three games right i i'm my thought
1: is so for me obviously I would be I would be like a good Rune Terra player and a mediocre TFT player and then a basically useless uh LoL player. So like if I were a captain I don't know cuz I feel like in general the one that is like I feel like most people, at least, have a base understanding of League and have played before, right? Maybe that most like I think that's the one that you have to like. You have to have the cutoff for of like if you don't know anything about League, you just can't play in this event, right? So I would be a complete. I'd be a complete throwaway here. Um, but like, or you lean into TFT in Legends, of Runeterra instead. Yeah, I mean if that's what I would have. Summoners to, Rift. I mean, I can play League. I just wouldn't be good at it. So I could probably get carried by that. But like my thought is like I feel like there are a number of people who um there are a number of people who don't even know how to play Legends of Runeterra. And like if you've played MOBAs before or like you've played in the MOBA space, like you can pick up League, not at a good level by any means, but like you can know how to play and be there. But like. Legends of Runeterra, if you didn't play Magic or Hearthstone or anything before, like, you're going into it. You're just completely, like, you're going to do nothing, right? I mean, they can give you a deck, and, like, you can just play the cards, but, like, eh, I don't know. TFT also, like, I can tell someone, pick every Chrono unit, and, like, <laughs> you can get, like, you're not going to play at a high level. So, I, I don't know. I'm 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 very curious to see, like if all of the teams are going to have like these three game, like
3: superstars, or if it's going to be a, uh, I think you need one Fiesta. I think you need at least one like, right per team. Um And then everything else will kind of just like fingers crossed and hope because that's the great equalizer. Legends rune Terra is the great equalizer here. So yeah. we'll, uh we'll figure it out. Yeah, I'm, I'm, it's going to be fun. Yeah, it's absolutely going to be fun.
1: But speaking of fun, boop, Brand new patch, patch ten fourteen. Hey, thank for God, TFT. So we'll start it out like we always do and read their little intro. And we got welcome, space sorcerers.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 comment. Uh, we're porting over to patch. <laughs>
1: 14 where we'll be making some pretty significant changes here are the highlights we're nerfing the star guardian trait uh, but buffing star guardian champions themselves erga is getting a quote minor rework and boxes with Nico's help now also contain gold last but not least tft turned one year old last week and in celebration we're giving out our special birthday pengu emotes to anyone who plays a game of tft this patch let's get into it okay boop so we're getting Here. we're getting a free we're getting a free little uh little yeah. penguin emote what do you think about great. emotes by the way in 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 tft and in league like is that a little they kind of to me as someone who doesn't play league and doesn't use really the emote who uses more of the the dances of uh-huh they kind of feel useless to me. They kind of feel like a throwaway so,
3: thing. 9 times out of 10 I would agree, but that 10 time out of 10 when someone like throws up that emote of like the dabbing penguin. Yeah, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and like they're about to win or something and you're like, "Ooh, I yeah. felt that. Yeah, that's totally worth it. So, yeah, no, <laughs> I, I hear it's you. Free, right? I just... and, and so, <laughs> ah, I'm sorry, everyone. Um, but the uh, yeah, that's the same. That's like the equivalency of my voice. Yeah, uh, but the oh man. Anyway, it's gonna be a very interesting set coming up because. If you go back to last uh, the last patch notes, mm-hmm. everyone was excited about where the game was. A lot of comps were uh, were doing fine, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden, after oh, I think another week, yeah, things got stale. Got things figured got out. stale. Got figured and out. For example, for here's a crazy statistic for Fight Night Rising um mm-hmm. over the last week, out of all of the top fours, Um, On all four lobbies, at least two of them were a Jinx, Rebels, or Jinx, Blasters comp. So, hopefully this helps bring in a little bit more variety, and it's not just Cybers, Sorcerer, Riven, and Jinx uh, in, in the top four every single time. And I think they're trying to do that. I'm also really stoked about Dwarf Planet. Um, yeah, which is just the set one universe, set one. if you guys are wondering. Yeah, the well, front and back row one map are universe, um, the set, uh, the front and back row are disabled. So things like cornering is going to be different. Yep. Things like putting your front line, you're not going to be able to just like potentially put your sorcerers all in the back row. Mm-hmm. Uh, you might, but they're going to get damaged a lot quicker. Right. So we're I don't know, man, it's going to be really interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm assuming Vanguard Mystics will be good on that uh, Ooh, uh, yeah. just because of. They don't suffer from positioning as much. Right. Um, rebels might actually just be not affected because you are all in a in a pack anyway. Right, <laughs> right. But we'll see. I'm actually intrigued because either the only thing it'll affect is corner units and nothing else, mm-hmm. right? Or it's gonna have its own little meta, and I'm waiting for a galaxy to kind of like have its own little meta. Nicoverse is really close to that. I think Trade Sector is really close to that, but we're not like quite there.
1: Right. I I I was I'm I agree with you. I was thinking that we were going to get like okay on so and so galaxy like. You are going to play like a wildly different game, which is not what they wanted and really what hasn't been what's come about most of these galaxies. But yeah, like you said, Nicoverse kind of feels like you're playing a pretty different game. And and this one seems like you're going to be playing a pretty different game as well. But um, let's jump into it and start with the systems changes, the Nico boxes um now a blue box with a Nico is now gonna give you a Nico plus two coins and a gold box with so a Nico is gonna give you Nico plus uh it used to give you a Nico plus three coins is now gonna give you Nico plus five coins. Um and their comment was it often punishes your economy when you get a Niko's help from a blue or gold box, especially in the early game. So we're adding gold rewards to those boxes that drop Nico's. Okay, so pretty straightforward there. Um One of the, uh, you know, people have been complaining about um, getting Nikos early and the retort was, well, just use your Nico and get your gold, right? But it's like, "Eh, it doesn't really feel good. So this is this feels obviously it's it's not really a it's a buff to those boxes, but it's like it's more of a quality of life than anything.
3: Um, (laughs) Well, it's just so crazy how like three gold matters that much oh yeah yeah to uh, to this game mm-hmm. uh that's the that's always been like the craziest thing is it doesn't feel like three like just two or five gold but it was so important that they put it in the intro
2: mm-hmm.
3: right um ah man just that's so cool about this game is just like how how little amounts of money and stuff make that uh, make mm-hmm. that those decisions a little bit harder yeah. this next thing about ties though is Huge. a big thumbs up from me yeah
1: Ties. Now your final position in the standings will now be determined once all combat has ended instead of immediately upon taking lethal damage. Lethal damage will now take players into negative health. Players who are eliminated in the same round will finish in order of last negative health or least negative health total. And then if negative health is tied most health in the round prior to elimination, in the in the unlikely event that both of the previous measures are tied, the final standings for those tied players will be determined randomly. So flip a coin or a roll a three-sided die or a four, whatever, however many ties there are, they'll be determined randomly. So, yeah, I think this is, this you no longer have to run away and try to survive for that extra, you know, tenth of a second. It's now, you just need to make a better comp and make a stronger comp to try to lose less health when you die so that you can if it's tied you can um you know get a better get a better placement overall that having it be like this now just makes it me think like oh
3: why wasn't it always like this you know (laughs) well you know it's so funny we all kind of forget how hard it was for them to just randomize the opponents that you got Right? You remember how hard that was? Yeah. So it's just like one of those things that just like when it comes to random number generation um, there are just some things that happen that are unexpected because Hearthstone had the same problem when it came to repeating opponents. So it was obviously like a thing and I still can't really you know there are people who are way smarter than me that can explain why even though it's like an equal chance one you know one through eight that you might face this guy three times in a row or or something right? Like I don't quite understand it, it but I've had,
1: Mort has explained it at least at a high level a couple of times. Um and it's more like um true th- there's the there's a different perception and actual randomness are what the real differences are. True random um does not air quotes, feel random sometimes, right?
3: Mm-hmm. If you like play against the, in a row, right? If you play against tails. the same
1: person eight times in a row, or if you flip a coin and you get te- heads 10 times in a row. Yes, you're not likely to do that, but it can happen. And that's true random. And that's I, I think some of I think very few things that we encounter in games that say that are random are actually true random. They're usually a modified set of random that removes some outliers because of that exact thing, because it's not worth like, well, I played against this guy five times in a row. I thought you said it was random. Omega lol. It's like it was actually random. That's just a possibility. That is it. one of the possible outcomes. You nincompoop. Yep.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you don't need to be Nostradamus to understand that. Right. Uh, yeah. All right, are we ready to go into some yes. trade and then, changes? Uh,
1: it w- yeah, real quickly. Yeah, we already talked about the galaxies, dwarf planets coming in, which we talked about, and then we're removing little, little legends. So, yes, Boop. Let's start with let's start it off with some
3: traits. Star Guardians. Star Guardians have too much of its power budget in the trait. So we're pulling that power out and putting it back into the champions. This should allow some of them to succeed in other comps while maintaining the power of well-built Star Guardian compositions. So the big thing here was that if you wanted like a Sorcerer or Star Guardian comp, your carry wasn't even a Sorcerer or Star Guardian. Right, right. right it was. It was Riven. And so yeah. that's just a design flaw right and yeah. they, they had openly admitted that i think a couple times already <clears throat> so like it's really cool that they're doing it so the way that they're approaching this instead is making each unit stronger so you can make the decision mostly on syndra to make a carry because uh the starting mana is going the starting a total mana i believe across the board has been buffed for all of the star guardians that uh, the trait is is nerfed pretty heavily, um, especially on the second tier. Mm -hmm. So I think the math makes it to where certain characters like Syndra will end up ulting more often while other characters might get their first ults off first and a little bit Mm -hmm. of a delay on the second one. There's a lot of interaction here. I'm not one of those... Star Guardian players so like in terms of I mean this is also a trait that technically didn't work for half a set. Yeah. So well, I think we're all still uh right. st- still getting our heads around it mm-hmm. but I think what this means is like characters like Syndra get way stronger. characters Syndra like is nutty right now. Y- yeah, yeah. Um because 40 mana per ult, right? And if you put a blue buff on her, that's down to 30. Um Protector Syndra is something that people are running. Ooh. It's kind of uh being run a little bit like uh, machine gun zigs. Oh, OK, um, it's not as good as it does take a little while longer for the damage to come through. Mm-hmm. But it is something people are, are running is just Syndra carry. It's definitely been the thing that I've seen the most experimentation with. Yeah. Um, in terms of the PBE.
1: Syndra carry is pretty nutty. Um, and yes, Phelan and Chad is bringing up the fact that Ari did not get a buff here. So Poppy, Zoe, Nico, Syndra, Soraka and Janna all got mana buffs. Um, of various amounts and then star guardian mana share is slightly nerfed at all levels so um yeah i mean syndra is at what in uh what i think she was at 40 mana previously in in at the beginning of set three i think maybe she was 45 um but she's at what used to be uh the the magic number of oh if i can get two blue buffs on this i'm going to infinite cast which is insane with syndra or not blue buff sorry it used to be um seraphs Seraph's, right Uh, now you can't do that with blue buffs but a blue buff on syndra is going to be nutty regardless it's just not Mm -hmm. going to be infinite orbs it's
3: going to be just a lot very quickly so there's definitely an argument to I mean, saying that it brings you down to thirty mana, you're only getting ten extra mana, um, and maybe that tier can go somewhere else because you know a lot of people would th- throw a blue buff on Riven for like a really similar example. But right. it is a little bit of a diminishing return versus like a Victor, right? Which is what some people were running a little bit later. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the coolest blue buff users I ever saw was Nico. Um, who like 1v3'd <laughs> in a protector comp with oh, um, a blue buff like yeah. it was only like uh, I, I believe the nico came in a, in an orb and he just happened to have blue buff it was like gonna go that way so just yeah. put it on the nico but dude that nico slapped for like six or seven <laughs> rounds it was so funny yes um but it, it did fall off but hey yeah early game possibility i guess yeah sell it off and put the item somewhere else later um yeah so basically just like Phelan says you're gonna learn how to dodge wrenches and balls uh in this next meta as Sindra <laughs> is going to be i would not be surprised if that changes to a 45 or 50 yeah. even mm-hmm. but what mort said in our chat was there is a comp that is a really good counter to this that was then confirmed by a couple players later on we'll talk about that when we get there
1: yeah i think um i mean so what it what it is is it when she casts She needs two auto attacks, right? Because if if she has a blue buff, right, she needs two auto attacks to then cast again. Of course, if you have uh, now you're going to you would need six star guardians to just. No, because it's distributed. Yeah, I I mean, she's obviously going to be casting a lot. Uh, Mm -hmm. She does a lot of damage and the longer the fight goes on, the more damage that she does, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So we've seen Syndra be a premier carry or at least a
3: like B tier -tier carry uh, in the past. and just to kind of bring your eyes uh protectors are a little uh, some say are a little strong right now as well and look at that Nico starting versus uh total mana uh-huh. going from 75 to 150 to 25 to 100 yeah 50 less mana um yep that second ult is going to be coming way quicker and you're going to get those protector procs off a little yep. bit more so Nico definitely Gets a lot better here. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think Nika should ever be a carry champ. Based off of her design. But it's cool to kind of see them investing in. Protectors a little bit more. Because unless you got yeah. your soul, There was no reason to run it.
1: Yeah they always felt like the. Sort of. They only ever felt like a linear comp. That you went all in on. Rather than like. Oh I can run a couple of protectors. And actually just use them. Um, for my front line. It never really felt mm-hmm. like that. It's like. You're either doing, like, Tier 3 Sinjao and Rakan or, like, you're, n- like, unhappily running them in your, like, 6th place comp as you try to mm-hmm. get a top 4, but
3: you don't. Uh, that's it- how it always felt. is <laughs> another good option, too. If you do get your protector spat uh, with an Asel to kind mm-hmm. of put her in and hold items for yeah. protector, mm-hmm. uh, a protector a la- little later on because she's going to be ulting a lot. And that's going to be a good a- uh, amount of AoE damage mm-hmm. plus... Um, whatever protector shield if you build the defensive items on her like uh i built a titan's resolve on her the other day Ooh. and it was awesome yeah so if she's going to be ulting more and it was in a six protector comp um mm-hmm. i stole Ooh. it from one of our eu challengers where they build <laughs> more super early on everybody Ooh. but uh again there's a lot more possibilities and an individual flexibility per champion here because the way that Star Guardians were designed before, it was basically like they had to be together, right? Now, Nico's stronger in Protector comps, right? Janna is just a stronger unit Mm -hmm. now, and all five-cost units need to be. Same thing with Soraka, who's going to slot into a lot of those Mystic comps way better. Mm -hmm. Even though it's just five less mana, it's still going to be sooner, right? And then you've got Syndra, who now can be a Machine Gun type. Protector Mm -hmm. Syndra sounds awesome, so... I'm I'm really excited for these changes. I really, really am. Yeah,
1: I've I've been a a fan of Star Guardians in general since the beginning. Um, and they've they've gone, they've done pretty much the full swath of like they're unplayable to oh they're pretty good. They're like a B tier comp. They're the best comp. They are you know they they've had the full range here. So I'm I'm wondering where they'll land uh now it seems like at the very least syndra and 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 by proxy a few of the others are going to be pretty top tier right now but we'll be talking about those as the weeks go on and we get more uh we get more usage out of those uh in the new patch but a couple other traits got some changes as well celestial healing is going from 15 40 99 percent to 20 45 150 percent of course celestial getting a pretty big buff there cybernetic bonus health and attack damage is getting nerfed at uh the three and six uh levels not by too much but by um a hair uh, by about 50 on each actually yeah 50 uh 50 health and uh and five damage on both the three and six levels And then sorcerer spell power is uh, getting a nerf at the four and six sorcerer level, still saying the same at the two Mm -hmm. sorcerer level. So,
3: yeah, because the Star Guardians got stronger, so they needed to adjust the sorcerer level.
1: Yep. Which makes sense. We've been seeing a lot of sorcerer power. And again, it's another one of those. um, It's another one of those very easily splashable traits and also just affects your entire comp and everyone now gets buffed yep. from spell power. So it's not like set one where you have a bunch of units that get literally zero from spell power or even set two. I think there was there were units that didn't get anything from spell power. Everything is getting every unit is getting at least something from spell power. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to fit in a couple of sorcerers that it's just it's just very easy. And then Celestial is a, is a trait that like I feel like you forget is in, <laughs> that you forget exists. <laughs> it's a good supportive trait, right? Yeah, yeah. But you're um, always fine cutting it. You never are like, man, I really need Celestial You're never here. making
3: that Celestial spat.
1: Yeah, no. I, I have before, but only because I had no other items to make.
3: Um, at 150, though, and with a Zia buff a little bit further uh-huh. down, uh, we might might see Shredder come back. But uh, because it it does come back on like trade sector yeah. uh, on like hyper roll and high roll type of situations yeah. uh, where you're rolling a lot in the early game. So that could be a thing. 150% for Ash is a lot. And that's another, yeah. I believe that's another team wide stat. So it is. Um, Everyone is getting that. So pop in two Celestials in for 45%. That's actually pretty substantial over 40, but it's maybe pushing mm-hmm. you to reach for that six because 150% on it's your big. snipers is big. It's actually
1: a payoff now, which is nice. Before it was just like, yeah, I've got it. I have to run some sort of like, you know, some sub substandard yeah. units to get there. So now yeah. it, the payoff seems mm-hmm. like it's worth it for. Because protectors are back, Celestial
3: Protectors, blah,
1: blah, blah, Thestial. healing.
3: There we go. Yes. Okay. Boop. Talk about tier one champs. All right, so Tier 1 champions. Uh, Jarvin getting buffs. Uh, his health going from 650 to 700. His attack damage going from 50 to 55. His mana pool going from 50 to 100 to 4080. His ageless standard attack speed bonus, and this speaks to my heart. Um, <laughs> the AP <laughs> the ratio is going to be increased by 0. 0.65, 0. 0.75, 0. 0.85 to 0.75, 0.85, 0.95. Um, wow. Remember, affected by AP. AP uh, jarvan
0: <laughs>
1: Deathcap cap jarvan incoming i've been crushed by it so many times now ever since uh, you death cap jarvan with the new it. celestial
3: buffs on ash might mean that you don't need um, it's since it's ingrained lifesteal you could just oh, maybe okay. build Rageblade or something like yeah it, um to keep her sustain going and then you could do rage blade, last whisper i.e mm. that sounds really good
1: um, you don't even need the rage blade because jarvan is giving oh, you the yeah, attack speed right. exactly. so now you can do a, you can another defensive item
3: you could go oh, death yeah. blade <laughs> i.e last whisper yep. yep oh man that's the correct answer But oh, um, anyway oh uh, it, man <laughs> zaya attack speed going from 0.8 to 0.9 getting really close to where she was before yeah i'll do the tier twos too okay um mordecai her health 650 to 700 mordekaiser indestructible damage which is that ult he has 50 75 125 to 75 100 200 rakan health going from 600 to 700 and the yasuo total mana getting at 90 to 80 um i'm sure you guys are realizing a lot of buffs on this patch
1: a lot of buffs to protectors holy crap and mordekaiser as well i mean mordekaiser was kind of a mm, Ever since, especially since Nautilus came out, it's like yeah, I don't, it's like the it's the um the Toy Story meme of I don't want to play with you anymore, just like throwing the Mordekaiser on the ground for the
3: for the new Buzz Lightyear yeah. Nautilus. But Uh, Blevins, the big thing here Uh is that there is a trait that a lot of people are thinking is a little bit of a dark horse, which is Darkstar uh, coming up. So maybe that's where we're going to see that power budget kind of go in. Yeah, that we're taking him away from Vanguards and adding him into Darkstar and Jarvan too. Yeah,
1: yeah, Jarvan. I mean, Darkstar Protector is. i don't know maybe that's maybe that's a thing but yes let's go into the tier threes and there's a lot of changes here ash health goes up uh 50 up to 650 ash attack speed going up 0.05 to 0.85 going up by 0.05 up to 0.85 Ash's enchanted crystal arrow damage going from 200 275 550 to 200 300 600 so a little bit of a buff on the uh tier two and tier three ash yeah, Ash Enchanted Crystal Arrow stun duration is going from a flat two seconds at all levels to two, three, four seconds. So a tier two Ash is getting an additional second, a fifty percent increase on stun duration at tier two, the most common level that you're going to be using her at. So that's that is huge. Uh, Ezreal attack damage is going from sixty down to fifty, and Ezreal's starting mana is going from fifty down to thirty. Holy crap! Be seeing a yeah. lot of Ezreal
3: casts. Um, uh, Ezreal is the utility carry right now. So yeah. um, they're just really leaning into that by taking away yeah. some of his power budget and putting it into his
1: EMP. I like it. He's going to be super annoying. Great. Uh, Karma Inspire Shield is going from 250, 400, 800 shield to 300, 450, 900. So pretty big buff at all levels there. Buff. Another Dark Star buff. Uh, the attack speed bonus for Karma Shield is also going from 50, 75, 125 to 70, 90, 150%. So... More buffs at all levels for karma. Nico's health is going from 800 up to 850. And Nico's armor is going from 45 up to 50. So another protector buff as well uh, as the Star Guardian and Nico getting a little beefier. In addition Sh- to the mana changes. Exactly. Uh, Shaco uh, is total mana is going from 80 down to 70. Another Dark Star buff. Syndra's unleashed power damage uh, per orb is going from 100, 125, 200 to 100, Stop. 140 to 20. And this is per orb. I don't know the numbers on the orbs, but there's a lot of them and there's more every time. <laughs> so this actually scales up like the, the yep. amount of damage that this is doing overall is actually scales um, over time. So huge um vein health going from 550 down to 500 and veins attack damage going from 60 down to 50 and still good. yeah still good but uh a little bit of a uh a little bit of a love tap with the nerf bat there and then vi's assault and battery damage is going from 400 600 1200 to 350 550 1100 so yeah say yes to protectors say yes to dark star say no to
3: cybernetics <laughs> they they're all right. Yeah. Um, they're adjusted. Vane was... <sighs> Remember when we talked about Vade when we first saw her? I was like yeah. this is this is not okay. There's something wrong with this. I'm smelling <laughs> like, uh, something potentially busted Yeah, the busted here. with the Stealth. Oh, yeah. That's good. That's where the problem is. So they're trying to make her a little bit more vulnerable. It's mm-hmm. trying to take the power away from the Last Whisper IE build because mm-hmm. that's literally all you needed on her. Um, because with her tumble, it was a flat percent increase on right. the IE plus Last Whisper damage. I mean, she was pushing yep. like 800 to like 1200 damage per tumble. Um, and someone like Vayne, shouldn't one shot like that yep. in, in my opinion and she still will um yep. even with this 10 less damage uh so you maybe it'll take one or two extra auto attacks but let's be real she's going to tumble out of the way anyway yep. um it's like all of the bad mf juju we got yes um they they put the opposite in vain because i have seen veins do some of the most amazing plays that i wish i could do in a real game (laughs) right like literally corner themselves away from a chum the water in the one space that it wasn't hitting right like it's just yeah (laughs) sometimes that happens um, and hopefully happens a little less often um The vibe change is a little interesting. Maybe we're dealing with that Brawler comp a little bit uh, because her ult was a little bit more of an execute than anything else. Mm -hmm. Uh, So maybe they're trying to push her more into a place where she's going to be taking a little bit more damage and isn't going to take... uh, Because since she's going to be executing a carry a lot of time or keeping a carry down, this is going to bring her back but not necessarily something i thought about as a problem
1: yeah i don't i don't think it was as much as vi is a problem it's just a like how we're we're taking a direct we're taking a direct assault on cybernetics with their actual buff and also at their main carry vein how can we make a small change to nerf cybernetics without really impacting it much more it's just like another little like and we added one extra thing, and it's Vi because she's kind not of like I like, uh, got got the scuff out. Yeah, just, um, just then, like and uh, well, it's like the last <laughs> finishing touch of the artist, just like and let me put that there. Yeah,
3: yeah. This uh, we need a little happy tree here. Yeah, uh, but Irelia really got buffed, so the, the issue with cybernetics 2 was just like Vain as a three cost unit yeah. was a better carry than Irelia really was yep. um, nine times out of ten, okay. um, especially since the game kind of just like got taken out of Irelia's kind of play style because uh, Teemo mm-hmm. was popular there for a sec, and mm-hmm. all she did was kill her team um, by dashing <laughs> over the mushroom. Yep. so uh, we'll talk <laughs> about those Irelia changes right now. Yes. Tier four champions. The uh, the Chumda Waters damage, 450, 5,000 so to four hundred five fifty four thousand. Um That's a really great change. Fizz is a contested pick.
1: Yeah. Um, well, and one thing that's notable here is we usually only see the tier three damage adjusted to make it some ridiculous number of like 5,000. So it is telling that it is going from 5,000 down to 4,000. Yeah. Like there is a reason like, oh, we need you to actually be able to survive this because getting a tier three fizz is actually not out of the question here. Um, <laughs> so we need it to not be completely unbeatable because we don't want that to always happen.
3: And of any of the pilots that are going to ult, Fizz is the one that's going to get you the win, right? It's by far the most impactful. Mm -hmm. Um, Irelia Health, going from 800 to 900. Uh, That's a pretty beefy buff for someone like Irelia. Irelia Attack Damage, going up 15 from 70 to 85. So... Let me keep going. Uh, Irelia yeah. armor 35 to 50. I'm an Irelia main in regular League of Legends, oh, okay. so this does make me happy. Um, Irelia magic resist going from 20 to 40 blade surge damage, which is her ultimate. 175, 250, 500 to 225, 250, 500. So, that is one, two, three, four, five 5 buffs she, on Irelia. She tanky. She thick. Yeah, she, and doing a, a lot more damage. Yeah. So, you could. Can- she is very close, in my opinion, to just build on Nara territory, where yeah. almost every item I think you could argue as an item that would be good on Aurelia, based off of what yeah. these stats are showing I mean, me.
1: She's one of the best thieves gloves holders. Like it's just you can just put your thieves gloves on Irelia like early to mid-game if you spike an early one, and, and she's going to get
3: you a lot of value out of that right um hey you want to build warmogs on her now well yeah. she's, a, a t- she's tankier oh you want to build uh something like Rage Blade on her now well she's going to be doing more base attack damage mm-hmm. um uh, or do you want to build ie last Whisper? cool you can do you want to build rabidons for the you know 250 mm-hmm. or 225 at rank one now right so mm-hmm. the actual chart the the blade surge is going to be doing the damage lots of options and then yep. she's going to be able and she's already a trip in terms of synergy so um she's going to be able to i think fit into a lot of different uh team comps and really compete mm-hmm. with riven on on the blade master front so yeah this was good for her well and obviously she needed the help because these are pretty big buffs i really armor yeah. from 35 to 50. yeah
1: she's she's actually tanky now which is awesome because i've always been like well, I, like, want to put her in the front line because I want her to, like, take a little bit more damage and start alting. but also, like, sometimes she's just a piece of paper and dies. So now it's, like, you can, like, more realistically and reliably front line her, especially if you get cybernetic buff on her, you put some defensive items on her. I think that's that's an interesting line to do, too, is, like, just put the Titan's Resolve on her and, like, two defensive items and just let her be the, like slow like leviathan tank yeah
3: and steel aggro with the blade surges yes. right yeah totally Could. a thing worth exploring i mean her magic resist doubled yeah huge so <laughs> so you like there's no reason to build magic resist on yeah. her so yeah. i mean 85 per anyway um because look gin attack damage is the same amount yeah She's doing as
1: much damage as Jin, at least on the base. On the first
3: three shots, right? So Jin attack speed. um, So Jin attack damage going from 80 to 85 gin attack speed 0.85.9 to point nine point nine five one point two. that's in effect of that fourth shot yep. gin fourth shot damage 244 three, oh that's funny i never noticed yeah, uh 244 344 444 four, uh going to uh oh, 350 500 it's so a big another big how do you not up. make it
1: three fifty four
3: five oh four? come on
2: that's that's an oversight going from 0.75 to 0.7 riven shield 225
3: 375 1000 to 200 350 1000 Um, victor death ray damage the second part 250 400 1500 to 200 325 1500 Hmm. pretty major nerfs there yeah the the interesting
1: thing here is that they're, they've taken the approach this patch for the most part of we're going to buff a bunch of things that aren't the top and then we're going to do some like little, little adjustments down for the Such things responses. that are currently top. Ta- yeah. Jinx only getting a .05 attack speed nerf. Like Jinx was, like you said, like the most played carry, essentially, in the last patch. So you'd expect... Nerf here, nerf here, nerf here, nerf here. Nope. We're gonna take everything that was like around Jinx. Like the Jinx is at the center. We're gonna take the one layer out and then the next layer out. And we're gonna buff big here. We're gonna buff medium here. And then we're gonna take little nerfs right in the middle on here. So I really I think theoretically, this is a very interesting way. To adjust the patch, and it makes it seems like if everything is kind of close, you just need to adjust a couple of knobs it's like you don't want to like s- put the huge band stamp on jinx and then and then all of a sudden, there's a power vacuum and and now Aurelia is the biggest thing ever it's like we're taking Aurelia who was like really a you know a second class carry and we're bumping her up to first class we're taking the you know S tier above first class carries we're bumping them down to first class and we've got like maybe now there's like 5 or 6 you know tier A tier champs instead of um two S tier carries and five B tier carries now <laughs> we're trying to make everything sort of A A minus ish or maybe even A plus ish maybe there's some A plus and there's a gradation of A but I think that is a better feel for the meta than S skip a entirely, or maybe there's one a and then B and C tier.
3: I think the biggest change here is, you know, they could say, what can we do to bring jinx down? We can nerf her. Right. But yeah. what, what, Are there any things in terms of design that we can help the fantasy? Uh, And I think they did a really great job here dealing Mm -hmm. with Jinx because it would have been really easy to nerf her damage, but what they did was they buffed Irelia and they buffed Shaco and they buffed Jin, right? All people who could potentially take her out right and while people were getting a lot better at positioning against jinx sometimes the aurelia just never got there sometimes the um like the carry that is literally in the game to counter someone like jinx Mm -hmm. wasn't able to do their job because of some other things right now they're going to be able to accomplish that job a little bit more consistently maybe not like a 70 30 You know, we want to we want that to be as 50-50 as possible, right? right? We want it to be oh, jinx focuses, the irelia first gets the win, or the you know, the opposite, the irelia gets onto the jinx and then everything changes, right? We're gonna get more of those situations, which is what makes TFT so fun. And Mm -hmm. I I like this style. The hard part is is if we keep going like this, then that's when we start getting power creep. So there's definitely a balance, but this is definitely a good kind of once over to change a lot because it Mm -hmm. has been so stale so the community was looking for a big change they want totally different things to be good and they're giving that to us yeah and and instead of making the other things bad they just made the other things better so we'll see how that affects it
1: yeah very interested interested to see how this one shapes out and hopefully it, it it remains uh you know dynamic for sure so all right Let's move on to the final section here. I guess eh, there's really not that many items. So this is kind of like the final section here. Tier five champions, Aurelian Souls, mana drain going from 15, 25, 50 to 10, 15, 50. Uh, <laughs> what's that? Just take it out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, Just I still it like out. it. Uh, and then <laughs> Aurelian Souls uh, mobilized the fleet, which is her, or it's a, uh, their, his attack. Um, is going from 110 150 1000 to 90 150 1000 so really just a uh, tier one nerf there uh for aurelion souls damage uh, and then janna's attack speed bonus is going from 100 150 500 to 80 125 500 um so nerf there for the attack speed bonus that Janna provides and then Urgot is getting a lot of changes so they're saying uh ergot's got a lot of changes and so he gets his own little section from a balance perspective Urgot is currently one of the weaker five cost champions however he feels bad to play against and that and there's not enough incentive for the Urgot player to level him up so uh we talked i think two or three episodes extensively about Urgot and how they are choosing to balance him and how he actually it. talked about this exact thing. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so, we did. So, we should be very proud of ourselves. Yes, uh, I am uh, Urgot's <laughs> armor going from 30 up to 40 magic resist going from 20 up to 40 attack range going from six sixty 60 down to four twenty. Blaze it. Nice. Uh, Start, starting, uh, uh, Urgot's mana going from 4090 up to 50100. So slight nerf there. Uh, his fear beyond death targeting is going from farthest within attack range to just straight farthest. Uh, and his fear beyond death now hits the first enemy it collides with instead of always hitting its intended target. So yeah, now, it feels so
3: much more fair. It's like Caitlyn's ult.
1: And yeah, exactly. And it, it also like, whether it's power level or, or whatnot is fair or not, it just felt weird to like oh you know, his 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 uh hook like cartoon like 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 it moves around past the units that it's actually like going to it. Like, yeah, just like it, it, it swerves around and then hits what, what what he's going for, which makes little sense.
3: It, it's thematically more appropriate.
1: Yes, sure. yes. Um, okay. Uh, the damage is now preventable, which means a unit with Guardian Angel will revive. That's a feels good for I guess the the Guardian Angel players uh, magic reduction per cast is going from 10 20 90 to 20 30 100 so actually we'll get a little bit of a buff on the mana reduction and time to real enemies uh, in now scales with star level uh, the real duration is going from 1.5 seconds total to three seconds two seconds Ooh. one second so that first one at level one He's going to take twice as long to reel the target in. So, I mean, not not the biggest change, because once he hooks them, they're coming in and they're not they're immobilized. They're not able to do anything. But you have an extra one point five seconds at level one uh, for Urgot to actually kill him or stun him or interrupt Mm -hmm. it. The only thing that
3: we ever got close was uh, Slash Bros. Yes. Um, to be able to just burst him down like the targeting got there and yep. then you know you got the blade master proxy, and he just dies yep right uh Ravens with wind slash uh old school irelia would probably like count in this but mm-hmm. two things before we move on that i think is really cool Number one is the line, time to reel the enemy now scales with star level. Yes, um, Something they've started doing in regular League of Legends was make certain cast times scale with something like attack speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like for example, Jinx in League of Legends proper for Summoner's Rift, her W scales with attack speed, so it'll shoot okay. faster. But the projectile will go out faster based off the attack oh. speed. And I think there is a lot of freedom to try stuff like that mm-hmm. in TFT. Yes. Right, maybe... Um, i'm having a hard time kind of like thinking off the top of my you know head something that could scale with star level in terms of ability um, but this I is mean, definitely caitlin like right is, up there
1: it, caitlin would make sense right like if her alt like time to charge scaled with attack speed or something or with star level i mean the only thing yeah. we really see with the attack speed scaling is gin right Jin.
3: yep yeah so all that stuff and this is what's so exciting all that stuff is still available to experiment with yeah right yeah, exactly. and we probably honestly will see something like that at some point in the future mm-hmm. but um they always they always sneak these mechanics like one or two of them in to yeah, a certain to like path test. to like yeah exactly just like the team shrooms
1: right yeah, exactly exactly yeah i, I it, it's interesting it's interesting because um and this is a little bit uh deep divey but i won't go too deep into it cuz we're we're nearing the end of the show um in magic the gathering at least traditionally the last few years have been a little bit different, but in the old days you would have what's called a core set and there'd be one a year. And it was like a more beginner friendly set. All of the cards were relatively basic in terms of what they did. You wouldn't have like a a crazy amount of like, uh, um, different or wacky abilities. Um, and they would be, they were sort of marketed and they used to all be, reprints of cards so like it was very much a hey you're looking to start playing magic use this set to help you start playing use this to help you learn the core that's why it's called the core set of the game um and tft uh, and and then the other the other sets of the year would be as wacky and crazy and and convoluted and in depth as they wanted to because they were advanced sets that's what they they called them and marketed them as so you could have these really weird niche interactions that an, a a brand new player might not get but it's like we're not making this for the brand new player you get you ascend to this point T F T there's only one set out right so things like something like scaling with Let's just say attack speed makes a little bit more sense. Let's say there is a champion that for whatever reason, thematically, their damage scaled with magic resist. That is something that doesn't make intuitive sense right off the bat. You would obviously need to. Re- I mean, you're, you would need to read the champion's ability. But if it was like, you know, this champion uh, gets you know, it, it, their, da- their attack damage scales with magic resist or their ability damage scales with magic resist. That's something that if you're brand new to TFT and you're not like paying super close attention to everything, you're going to be like, why does this uh, unit that seems like it should be a carry not actually doing any damage? I don't get it. Um, <laughs> or like, why, why do all the guides I look at say, I should be putting attack speed on, on Janice, et cetera. It's like, you like, there's a fine line to walk with a TFT set where like you want to have cool, interesting complex abilities and interactions like that for players like us. Yeah. The players like us that just want it to be as cool as possible. And we don't care how complex it is. We'll figure it out. But there's also the, the mobile players, the people who have, who aren't playing today, but are going to find out about the game in a month, in a week or whatever. Um, And there's, the fact that there's only one TFT set at a time kind of makes it so you have to have some amount of basicness or basic. It needs to be somewhat basic. <laughs> you're getting there. I'm getting there. Yeah, you're to, getting there. You need to have some amount of the basics in the set that is being played so that you're not completely scaring away new players. Um, mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. I do think that is a really cool idea to do something like that. I just am, as much as I want it, I'm, I I worry a little bit about things like that. Um, but in one-off champions, that's great. And you don't really want it to be like a whole thing where it's like, this is the wacky, set four is the wacky set where um, armor yeah, does damage now. With,
3: like the synergy is yeah. scaled with attack yeah. speed yeah. now. This is right?
1: metal world. Set four is metal world where damage is armor and armor is da- Like
3: yeah so <laughs> um and just to finish it out yeah. two item changes yep. giant slayer now does pre-mitigation damage that matches its damage type physical or magic um and then ionic spark damage resist shred going for 50 to 40 was kind of holding on i think a little too far into the late game mm-hmm. um and it gets kind of brought back everyone was building ionic spark yeah it was just an uh, auto was, build it was item. just a solid item and yep. we all know how i feel about this item ever since said one
1: yep you have been very uh adamant <laughs> about your disdain for this item for a long time yeah and so uh
3: i think we're in a good spot now yeah um the other the other thing that i thought was actually really funny was Luli polymorphed units will no longer hop around uh while stunned i thought that was part of the move <laughs> i thought that was part of the move too yeah no apparently they're supposed to stay in that hex but yeah lily polymorph units no longer hop around while stunned that's the that's the bug fix oh wow yep interesting well
1: yeah that's uh that is that that's the patch yeah that's it that's the patch um yeah overall i think a really nice shakeup. I think even, even though the, the previous patch was a little bit solved or stale and, you know, more on stream has even said that and agreed with the sort of the criticism there. I think it's still in a good spot. And again, like, a lot of it being solved is at higher levels if you're at gold or silver um like you know you can you can still play whatever you want but once you start getting in to uh you know diamond master challenger etc uh it's like well yes everyone is running jinx every time and if you get jinx you're like heavily favored to top four etc cetera, etc cetera. so um yeah, I, I think this is a really good uh, this is a really good patch overall, and it should uh, at the very least shake things up. I'm hoping that we're not going to get into the same spot that we got to before um, where it gets solved super quickly. Uh, and, and instead, we have more of a you know rock, paper, scissors ask mm-hmm. uh, meta where you can even if someone gets the quote unquote best comp, you have some counterplay to it so yep totally agree cool cool all right boop i think that's gonna be it for us for this week where can people find you on the internet when you're not here jabbering on about tft
3: um uh, twitter.com slash rex twitch.tv slash have you, have
1: you gotten have you actually fired up the
3: stream i have once or twice nice um, <laughs> yeah things could be better um and then (laughs) and then the (laughs) just like in general like in terms of like the setup and like slides and stuff like that i wish i could just have more but i think that's kind of just like the the world right um and then give me more (laughs) i need all the i need all the content uh and you can find me on fight night rising every thursday on giant Slayer tv
1: Yes, 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 yes. Of course, you can find the show on Twitter at LIL Legends Pod. The best place to find all the links for the show is at Discord.me slash Little Legends Podcast. You can find me on Twitter at the underscore Blevins on Twitter. Um, uh, we do the show live on Tuesdays twitch.tv slash the and you can find me streaming mostly legends of runeterra during the week at the same twitch and you can find me on fridays on giant slayer tv as well for uh lor fight nights but that is gonna be it for this week We'll be back next week. No, sorry. We're going to be back in two weeks to talk about Legends. Uh, oh, my God. To talk about team fight tactics. Uh, yeah, and next post. week, uh, I'm not going to edit it. Next week, <laughs> we'll be here uh, in the Discord to play some TFT. So make sure you're joining the Discord if you want to play. But until then, uh, we will see you for sure in two weeks, if not next week, to play some more team fight
2: Tactic.
4: The headlines remind us daily, the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine, stop noticing, but you know better. And your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos.